Jimmy Webb, good morning. How you doing? I'm very good, sir. Where exactly are you from in Georgia? What town? Well, the little town I live in is called Leary, L-E-A-R-Y, and nobody knows where Leary is. And <laughs> I'm in southwest Georgia, about 60 miles from the Alabama line and about 60 miles from the Florida line. And this area is uh, heavily irrigated with center pivots. We have good water here. We'll always be able to grow crops here because we have water. And our soil type, we have a little clay base, but we got enough sand to it that it'll leach right on through and go back to the aquifer where we recharge and use it again. We always say we're about two days away from a drought because you get a two-inch rain in the summertime, and in two days, you're right back in the field. Wow. Now, is the farm primarily peanuts? No. Peanuts cannot be planted year after year. You'll start to get disease will build up in your soil, and your yields start going down You have as the disease pressure builds up. I'm on a three-year rotation. I'm going to have cotton or corn in that field. Peanuts will be in that field every third year. Now, with commodity prices, it'll either be cotton or corn, depending upon which one's the most profitable. Those are the three crops I grow, cotton, corn, and peanuts. You mentioned that you have uh, pivot irrigation there, but how much water is required for peanuts to be successful? We use a program now, which I absolutely love, that was developed at a USDA research lab about 25 miles north of me to help us water our crop. Early on, before this program came out, we as farmers would water our crop way too much at the end and create more disease problems. And this program taught us, and they learned through research, that a peanut grows in the ground. And when it's pegging, which is, as you'd see later on on my Twitter, it'll have a yellow, little, little tiny yellow flower. And when that flowers, you see that flower above ground, there's a stem going in the ground, and that's going to be turned into a nut. And that's called a peg. And when those peanuts are pegging is when they need the most water. And we were watering at the wrong time. And by learning that through the research and them helping us, our yields have gone up because we're watering it at the time it needs it to produce a bigger crop. What's a good yield? How is that measured in, in the peanut category? My granddaddy put this farm together I'm on. As best we've been able to figure out with my mom, put all this land together around 1936. And at one time... They were so happy to be in the one-ton club, 2,000 pounds. If you ever made the one-ton club, you were it. Today, with enhancements of varieties and variety improvements and technology and chemistry and everything we use to produce a crop, if you're an irrigated grower and you're on a good rotation, you'll make three tons to the acre. Wow. That's just technology, right? We're seeing higher yields in corn fields and soybean fields and cotton, and it's all because of what's happening behind the scenes and and helping farmers to produce more with less. Yes, the land-grant universities and their research and the funding they get is something that we can't do without because, you know, they can take the initiative to try something and determine if it helps us or if it hurts us you know, if it's cost-effective, and we rely heavily on the University of Georgia, and they have an excellent research program. And yes, technology, breeding's probably been the biggest thing for peanuts, new cultivars, and the cultivars are making more. And the ones we're growing now, the nut is just a little bit bigger, and I'm not sure we're making any more peanuts than we're on the last variety, the number of nuts actually on the vine, but I think these are just a little bit bigger, so therefore they weigh more, so therefore your tonnage is up. Are there different types of peanuts, or is the peanuts we get maybe in that jar of peanut butter and at the ballpark all the same? No, it's different varieties. When you go to a ballpark, you get that really big nut. That's called a Virginia-type nut. It's a bigger nut. 
you don't have as high yield with those varieties as you do with the regular runner. And the runners are the ones that are used to make peanut butter. All I grow is runners because the yield is higher and it comes to uh, all those are made peanuts. And they have a smaller one called a Spanish peanut and they take those and a lot of those are used in the candies to try to get more nuts in there. They want a little smaller nut. And once again, they don't yield as well either. So it's hard to get a grower to grow them. I know that over the years, uh, the peanut farmer has kind of dwindled in the number of uh, how many of y'all are out there. And I know, especially in Texas, what used to be a lot of peanuts, now virtually none in that part of America. But you're in a pretty safe spot as far as peanut production is concerned. Georgia produces probably right at 50% of the peanuts produced in the United States. And where we are is the shelling industry. And in Albany, they have manufacturing facilities. There's an Eminem Mars plant here in Albany, which is about 30 miles from me. But it's sort of like the hub of southwest Georgia. And we're in the heart of production. We've never even thought about it. It's We call ourselves peanut farmers, but we also grow cotton and corn. But we are peanut farmers. That's always been our bread and butter. Different situation in Texas. I think water's gotten tight for them compared to us here, along with other things. But um, the peanut industry expanded to Texas, you know, years ago, and it may be shrinking back some now. I don't know, but we've never considered that. It's what we do. What's one thing that most consumers are surprised about when they talk to you and get to meet you and find out what you do for a living? A lot of consumers don't realize what it takes to grow a crop. They don't realize that most producers put up everything they own for collateral to produce a crop to feed this country. You know, most people can't fathom that. You know, they, they do put up collateral to buy a car or buy a house, but this is, you know, we put up everything we own in order to get the operating loan to make a crop. The risk-reward is really tough. You know, we're risking way too much for what you're making right now, but it's kind of a seasonal thing. There are times when we're just as busy as we can be, and we need, sometimes I say, I need to clone me. I need more than one me, and there are times when harvest is done, there's not a whole lot going on. When it's all said and done, you know, I think it's a great lifestyle. I love it. You have to love it to farm. No matter what you farm, whether you grow corn in the Midwest or you know, the pistachios and almonds out west or the blueberries in Michigan, you've got to love it. Jimmy Webb, a peanut farmer in Leary, Georgia. Thank you for all you do there on the farm, and you are doing some great things on Twitter as well, and we're going to put your Twitter handle up on our website at farmandcountryradio.com, and you can follow Jimmy and, and really follow along with what the peanuts are doing in his fields there in southwest Georgia all season long. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, one last thing. Peanuts are heart healthy, and they're good for you. So y'all eat all the peanuts and peanut butter you can. Thank you very much.